is going to win the NBA championship this year? And who's going to win finals MVP? Los Angeles Lakers, Anthony Davis, finals MVP. Celtics, J Jason Tatum, finals MVP. Warriors, Curry, finals MVP. Bucks, and Giannis for the MVP. Kings, Fox, finals MVP. Sixers, Embiid, finals MVP. And I think the Clippers, with Kawhi Leonard as the finals MVP. But I guess we won't really know until the real deal actually happens. Until then, the best thing we can do is break down every single team's chances at winning the title. My name is Yash Parikh, and I'm your host for the NBA's Big 30. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the NBA's Big 30. I'm your host, Yash Parikh, and I hope you're having a fine day today. I've been putting this team off for some time, and I can't exactly say I love them, but today we're talking about the Boston Celtics. So let's start off by talking about Jason Tatum. He's a young star and an MVP candidate. He's a four-time All-Star in his five years of career and a two-time All-NBA player. Currently, Tatum's averaging 30.2 points per game, 8.8 rebounds, and 4.6 assists. Tatum's a very versatile player. He does literally everything. He's a great scorer in general, whether it be through his shooting or his supreme finishing. Tatum's also a beast on the boards and a great defender. He also has that natural clutch gene, and he's showing a flashes of a young LeBron or a prime Kawhi Leonard. What Kawhi and LeBron have that Tatum doesn't have is defensive consistency. Although Tatum can be a great defender, he isn't always one, only sometimes when he wants to be. Next up, let's talk about Jalen Brown. He's a nearly perfect secondary star. He got a second All-Star this season with averages of 26.7 points per game, 6.8 rebounds per game, and 3.4 assists per game. He's like, like a milder Tatum and could very well be a star on his own team. Brown is a great athlete and a great lockdown defender. On ball, he can fight through screens and his length and size give him an edge against other wings. His jump shot has gotten a lot better since he was drafted, and he has no significant weaknesses anymore. Yet, he also has no significant strengths. Jalen Brown is a jack-of-all-trades, kind of like a younger Jimmy Butler. Next up, Marcus Smart. Last year was a Defensive Player of the Year, although that was a little bit controversial. Marcus Smart is the literal definition of a 3 and D player, as he's good at both. He has insane perimeter defense, and he shows flashes of Drew Holiday. Next up, Robert Williams. Williams is a promising young but big man, and even though he's a little bit undersized at the center position, he can definitely play it well. He's a behemoth on the boards, although he can't really shoot, but he also has great post defense. Now let's talk about Al Horford. He's a great veteran and one of the best role players in the league right now. He's a, he has a massive presence in the locker room, and he shoots well, rebounds, and passes the ball. Horford may not be an elite defender, but he gets the job done. The Celtics are also a deep team. They have great spacing, great defense, great passing, and great virtually everything. They have backups like Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White, who are players who could easily be starters on other teams. They also have Grant Williams, 
who is undersized, but he has a big heart and is very pesky. They have some other young talent in Sam Hauser and Peyton Pritchard, but their main young talent is obviously Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So now let's talk about who they could run into some trouble with in the Eastern Conference. The Knicks. Yes, I'm saying the Knicks before I'm saying the Bucks. The New York Knicks have literally manhandled the Celtics in all of their battles so far. Julius Randle, he's just too much for Al Horford, while Jalen Brunson is one of the few people who can actually get past Marcus Smart. The Knicks also have Emmanuel Quickly off of the bench, and he may be a little bit too quick for the Celtics to handle. Next up, you know I had to say them, the Milwaukee Bucks, the current number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They have Giannis, and again, like I always say, that should be enough. But they also have Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. They have great versatility and, just like the Celtics, a lot of depth. But remember, the Bucks have already been to the finals. They've already won a championship, and they have experience in that atmosphere. The Celtics, they've been to the finals, but haven't won anything yet. And the final Eastern Conference challenge I think the Celtics could face are the 76ers. Philly has Embiid and James Harden, who, in my opinion, are the best duo in the league right now. Forget about Jalen and Jason Tatum. Forget about Kawhi and Paul George. And forget about even Giannis and Drew Holiday. Embiid and Harden are doing everything. Harden provides some great playmaking and Embiid provides great scoring. What more could you ask for? Well, did somebody say defense? Because Embiid and even Harden now can both play good defense. The Sixers also have some great depth, sporting the likes of Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, and more. Well now, let's talk about potential finals matchups. I wouldn't be that surprised if the Celtics make the finals considering they did so last year. Last year, they even ran through the Bucks and the Heat. This year though, they probably wouldn't have to go through the Heat, but they would have to definitely go through the Bucks, maybe even the 76ers, and potentially the Knicks. Who knows? But let's start talking about these finals matchups here. First off, I want to talk about the Golden State Warriors. Like I say with Giannis, let's apply this to the Warriors. The Warriors have Stephen Curry. That should be enough. But again, they also have a combination of experience and skill. They're also a very deep team, and Stephen Curry's shooting could potentially be single-handedly better than the entire Celtics team shooting. But let's not forget, they also have another great shooter in Klay Thompson, and then another great shooter in Jordan Poole. They have Draymond Green, and a rising star, or at least a promising young player, in Jonathan Kaminga. They also have Dante DiVincenzo and Anthony Lamb as some other backup players. I may be forgetting some players, but I don't think it matters because the Warriors have Stephen Curry, and that should be enough. Next up, let's talk about the Denver Nuggets. This team is a literal definition of great spacing because of the fact that they have Jokic running the five, and Jokic can shoot. Aaron Gordon can also shoot, Jamal Murray can also shoot, Michael Porter Jr. can also shoot, Contavious Caldwell-Pope can also shoot. Do you want me to really go on? The Nuggets also have great versatility and even better depth than the Celtics. Yes, there's a team with, it with even better depth than the Celtics. However, 
The Denver Nuggets do have low energy, and the Celtics, they're always pumped and excited to play. The Celtics can definitely overpower the Nuggets if they play with their usual gusto, whereas the Nuggets would be playing tired and lazy like they usually do. This next team may sound stupid, but the storied Lakers franchise is not about to take a backseat to the Celtics in total championships. If the Lakers make it to the finals, which would be pretty hard for them to do, playoff LeBron is easily the GOAT. He could take down almost anybody single-handedly, especially the Celtics. Anthony Davis, he can shoot in the playoffs. However, the Lakers, they don't really have that much depth, and I don't think that the Lakers would be able to beat the Celtics, but they would definitely give them a challenge. And the final finals matchup that I think could be a challenge for the Celtics would be the Los Angeles Clippers. Playoff Paul George, aka Playoff P, is a demon in the playoffs. He does everything except for making clutch free throws against the Phoenix Suns. But we can all forget about that moment, as Paul George would easily demolish the Celtics' defense, and he also plays some great defense of his own. Let's not forget about Kawhi Leonard, who is consistently a top-five player in the league during the playoffs. The Clippers also have immense depth. Maybe it's not as good as the Celtics, but it's still amazing. The Clippers also have some championship thirst, as they gave up everything to get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and they really need to win a championship to make that trade look good. So, while the Celtics may have a bit of a finals hangover, you could say, they're looking for this ring. And that's all for this episode. Catch you next time on the NBA's Big 30.